Thompson Jackson. Interlude. Songs of the Long Land. We were happy at first. We lived in our small community, using only what we needed, spending time together, growing closer, being better. Then came the others, the others who told us they owned our land, that they owned us, that we must submit or die. We fought for a while, but they had weapons that could kill, and they enjoyed killing us. They knew better, and better was always us being killed or brutalized. If you survived but resisted, you were sent to camps to be seasoned, your will to be broken through violence. The word Utrecht was tattooed onto our skin. This meant they could sell us or exchange us for goods, each of us valued the same as a single lunch or sometimes dinner. We were chained, herded like cattle, only with less care. They moved us around on massive crowded spacecraft to planets that needed labor. Once there, the spacecraft was scuttled. We were left on new worlds as strangers, as enemies, something to be feared and abused. For years, we were persecuted by this race who knew better, who were better, or so they told everyone. We never understood how they were better. They had families, stories, gatherings, beliefs, hopes, and dreams. That was us. We were the same. And yet, their brutality reminded us we weren't. They were better, and that was the end of it. Every day we were subjugated made to feel less than our worth, hated because we weren't them, one of them, the same. But it wasn't just our people. We forged friendships with races from other worlds, near and far. They who were enslaved, hunted down, forced to live lives that were not what they deserved. Their one experience being devalued beyond whatever could feel forgivable. To them, difference was to be feared, hated, killed. We spent our lifetimes waiting for evolution, for understanding, for growth. And once in a while, something happened. But it was not enough. Not enough for us to remain unequal, considered as lower, to be thankful when some hated us less and congratulated themselves on being enlightened. There were some, the newer generation, the majority who saw no difference. But there was still so much hate, intolerance, and violence. The older generation would be a long time dying. Whenever there was change, we were the target. A reason for everything wrong. It was never their fault. Even though they claimed to control everything, the failure was never their fault. It was ours. We had to be killed or damaged to remind everyone. Everything bad was our fault. So many died. So many suffered. We cried many times in the silence of the night as we awaited the horror of the dawn. Millions of us died. The rest of us were sick and died young, in agony. We worked in their fields, sacrificed ourselves in their armies, but nothing, nothing was ever enough. It had to stop, and slowly, it did. A few of us resisted, a few escaped, 
Others educated, informed, and organized safe passage. It was still not enough. We were found, caught, trapped, and if we survived the whippings and beatings, made examples of why we should be subservient, grateful for the nothing, for the misery. Resistance was all we had, but time passed and we became more creative. Working together, we learned how to repair the scrapped spacecraft, how to generate oxygen, heat, and lighting from the mountains of discarded parts. Then, one day, we left. Not all of us. It was a slaughter. They did not take kindly to their property leaving. Yet, a few of us slipped through and out into the beyond. And once there, they couldn't be bothered to chase anymore. It was, we suspected, not cost-effective. And there it was. After millions of deaths, after suffering, some of us had escaped. spacecraft were maintained as best we could, but we lost many friends as we fled. Their badly damaged craft decompressing in space. We tried to rescue them, but after a few minutes, it was pointless to try. For those of us who survived, we pushed on. The navigation units were unreliable, and we drifted through space without knowing our origin. Our beloved lost, left behind, we had to hope they would follow our example. We dreamt there would be planets, filled with people who were living in harmony, who had matured and understood the value of being at peace. There had to be. Hatred couldn't be universal. Our journey took years. Everywhere we stopped, we were shot at or met with crowds who did not want us. Despite all our skills and knowledge, they had no intention of taking the benefit. They were happier to lack professionals, to let their people die in hospitals, than they were to allow us haven. Their suffering from this was also our fault. They knew better. After a time, we had to accept nowhere would be tolerant. We just had to find somewhere to stop to try and make things bearable for those we loved. Within a decade, we were down to one ship. It wasn't going to last, and we knew the next place we found would have to be our home. It was here we found ourselves in unscheduled planet fall into the human race. Our engines were failing and with it, our heat and oxygen. We had to hope they would be better. We later discovered we'd crash landed onto Mars. It was only recently colonized, so our arrival caused panic. Our unplanned yet permanent visit found us initially treated as the enemy. We waited for history to repeat itself. And for a while, it did. The odd collection of races in our final ship were held in remote camps. We were studied, probed, and subjected to experiment. But this time we were ready. We showed them we could create, could fix, could heal, bring new ideas to their worlds. Over time, the panic subsided. It seemed to be that colonizing had opened their eyes to not being alone. And while they were still surprised, it was not the shoot-first idiocy we had been so used to. Over decades, we learned their language, culture, food. As more time passed, we integrated. Some of our words were used, such as diony. Not a pleasant word, but like so much human, they could use it to disguise their true feelings. 
Others liked our beliefs, our values, and adopted them, though not the ones that took too much effort. In time, our food became part of the landscape. We had a melting pot of races and managed to find ways to recreate our favorite recipes using the foods humans had. It wasn't as good, how could it be? But it was close enough. As the years passed, we moved to other planets. At first, our migration was controlled, subjected to scrutiny. But over time, we merged into the landscape. Our children played with human children. We wrote our stories, our films, our history. Many humans were fascinated. The similarities, the differences. We learned their history, and they too had suffered slavery. It was still there, lurking in the shadows, hidden in corporations and legal mechanics. Sadly, most humans felt it was a thing of the past, because it was just easier that way. These days, our races are spread out, living their lives alongside the humans. There's still intolerance and stupidity, but we have ways to expose it now. It's not perfect, but we will get there. We must. There's so much at stake. Not only our survival, but one day finding those we left behind and rescuing them. Every night we remember, we speak quietly with passion in the darkness. Here is my vow. My name is Trafus Amistad. I am a proud and darkened traitor on Mars, and my children will never ever know the horror. That is my solemn promise. I will stand whenever I see hatred trying to take control. I will never let them rise again. It is my duty and the duty of everyone around me who wants to live without fear. You think it's wrong to be different? You get off my planet. Thanks. This episode was voiced by Mr. Reginald D. Hunter. Written and edited by Andy Case. Lightmotif Productions Limited. Copyright 2020.